0: You are now tuned into Poppy Chulo Radio. You are now tuned into Poppy Chulo Radio, the internet's sexiest radio station that's guaranteed to make you come back for more. This is a Poppy Chulo Radio special announcement. PoppyChuloRadio.com is currently looking to expand its web presence, and we're looking for your help. If you're a fan of Poppy Chulo Radio and its signature series, please visit GoFundMe.com slash PoppyChuloRadio and help us with our campaign. Every dollar amount donated will be improving the Poppy Chulo Radio experience and making it more interactive and user-friendly. We thank you in advance for your support. This has been a Poppy Chulo Radio special announcement. We now return you to our regularly scheduled programming.
1: Would you like to be one of the podcasters on this podcast discussing your favorite television show? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. We are always looking for new voices to add to our collection of podcasts. To become a co-host you must be at least 18 years old. You must be comfortable sharing your opinions. And you must be comfortable using Skype. There's no podcast experience required. So if you think you have what it takes to be a Poppy Chula Radio on-air personality, email talent at poppychularadio.com. We look forward to hearing from you.
0: The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. Get up close and personal with some of your favorite male porn stars on One on One with Poppy Chulo. Created by Poppy Chulo, One on One showcases exclusive interviews with the adult industry's most popular male performers.
2: Here's your host, Poppy Chulo. Welcome to One-on-One with Poppy Chulo. Today is Thursday, August 3rd, 2017. Listeners, please welcome rising gay adult star, Sky Knox. Welcome to the show, Sky. Thank you so much. I'm glad I could be here. It's awesome to have you on, man. You have been doing some incredible work in the industry. And, uh, I mean, you just keep on pumping outstanding scene, outstanding scene, outstanding scene out, and, uh, your fan base is growing exponentially, so it's awesome to have you on to chat a little bit about everything that, uh, you've experienced in the adult industry. Uh, yeah, I've, uh,
3: definitely been trying to work my hardest, um, being a newcomer, um, and trying to, uh, rise to the top, uh, the best way I could possibly can, and um, to me that was to produce um, good scenes,
2: good quality scenes. I like that. Awesome. So uh, typically I like to start off uh, an interview by getting sort of like physical stats and some fun stats out the way. So let's start off with height and weight. Uh, I am 5'11". And I weigh 170 pounds. What's your zodiac sign? Uh, Gemini. As am I. That's awesome. What's your ethnic background? Russian. And how old are you? I'm
3: 31 years old.
2: Awesome. Geminis are awesome, listener. I'm just saying, you know. Right. Mm -hmm. Go hug the nearest Gemini because we're good people. Exactly. Yes. (laughs) So before we get into our exclusive One on One with Poppy Chulo interview, here's our announcer with a few special announcements.
1: Thank you for downloading One on One with Poppy Chulo. Here are a few helpful reminders. For more information on One on One with Poppy Chulo, visit poppychuloradio.com slash after dark. Follow Poppy Chulo on Twitter at twitter.com Poppy Chulo one-on-one, that's at Poppy Chulo, the number one, the word on, and the number one. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash, Poppy Radio. Follow us on Twitter, Twitter.com slash, Poppy Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundmecom fund, radio. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. Back to you, Poppy Chulo.
2: Thanks, announcer. All right, let's get into it. And typically, I like to start off interviews by getting to know a bit about the man behind the performer. Where are you originally from, Sky? Uh, So I am from Canada, um, and I was born
3: in a small town called Sudbury, Ontario. Um,
2: It's a a mining town, so uh, very small. (laughs) Very cool, and uh, what was life like growing up for you? What was young sky like? uh
3: young sky was always outside. Um, me and my friends would either be playing in the in the mountains or be just on an outdoor adventure of some kind. Um, and then, as I maybe grew up and went to high school, maybe a little less outside. Uh, I did go to a performing arts high school, almost like fame, Um, so that was a really fun part of my growing up.
2: Wow, that's really interesting. Very cool. When did you first realize your attraction to men?
3: Um, I had always definitely been attracted to men. and uh, I'm, my mom would tell stories of when I was younger, um, and I would be like, for example, in, in the mall, and I would point to a man and say, "Hi, hey, Mommy, I think he's really cute. And uh, my mom would be like, Oh, okay. Like, she's like, Yes, he's cute. But uh, so definitely at a young age, I started noticing my attraction towards men.
2: It's kind of adorable. Yeah. So, did you have, like, what would be called, like, a coming out moment at some point in your life?
3: Um, never, like, an actual moment, like, how they do in, like, you know, movies or Hollywood or whatever. It's just, uh, it was just, I was always out type of thing. I was just me and my whole family and all my friends we just comfortable with who I was always.
2: That's really awesome. I like the sound yeah. of that. Let's talk about what was going on with your life prior to entering the business.
3: Uh, so like I said, I went to a performing arts high school
2: um, and I
3: trained as um, a singer, doc- actor, dancer. Um I then mostly went on to being a professional dancer. so I toured the world in many different shows, whether it be a musical theater show or a magic show or a cruise ship show. Um, I've done children's shows um, from anywhere from a tour to China to a tour to Dubai to even just a North American tour. So uh, dancing, Dancing has been my passion for my whole life um, and will still be my passion in the future.
2: That's really incredible, man. That's awesome. You do have a dancer's body, so now, you know, everything makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and musical theater. So does Sky Knox have pipes? Like, can you sing? Uh,
3: I do. Yeah, I do sing. Um, I've had uh, many roles where I've uh, had to do some pretty um, dramatic solos and all that kind of stuff. I do much prefer to uh, dance, though. Um, But uh, on occasion, I will will sing if I'm casted in that role.
2: That's nice. Awesome. We need to get you in a gay porn musical.
3: Right, I did. I did tell um, Falcon that I think, well, maybe not a full musical, but I was like maybe a music video. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> to, start, to start off with, so maybe hopefully that that'll
2: happen—a
3: Falcon music video one day soon.
2: <laughs> exactly, or an all-male version of Glee. Oh, or that
3: exactly. Yeah, that would be
2: good. Yeah, very cool. So let's discuss your career in the industry. I, I want to first start off by asking, how long in total have you been in the business?
3: Um, my first scene was in January.
2: Um, so that's what, about like seven months? Yeah, or almost eight months. Almost, almost eight, yeah. Wow, your name went out there fast, man. Like, people ate up all of the, uh, your scenes in just eight almost eight months that's pretty impressive how your name uh, you know grew immensely in this short amount of time so definitely kudos and props to you thank you yeah i
3: was i was blown away by the responses i've been getting i i did didn't expect it to happen so fast and everyone had been like so supportive and all my fans I like love all of them that they're they're following me and sticking with me.
2: Yeah that's awesome to hear because they instantly connected with you and uh, they've been supporting this incredible work that you've been churning out. Yeah. So let's discuss how you got into the business. So you were basically on the mainstream side of the entertainment industry. What uh lured you into the adult side how did you get into the gay adult industry um i had
3: received a message from uh, Men.com on my social media um and they just liked my look i guess um and asked if i was ever interested in uh starting um a career in the adult industry Um, And if I I was interested to, like, you know, send them a, a few photos and stuff like that. And it didn't take long for me to send my photos and get my first scene set up and everything. I was, like, fully ready. I was very excited. It was not, it was a very, it was a very
2: easy decision for me to start this new path in life. That's really interesting. Like Prior to that moment, had you ever thought of, considered, fantasized about doing a porn scene? Or was it just some weird, kismet, you know, uh, random out of the blue thing where you were like, you know what, I've never really thought of this, but why not? Definitely random out of the blue. Obviously,
3: like, there are porn stars. That you know, when I was watching porn, I was like, I'd like, oh, I want to sleep with that porn star. They're fucking hot. But never did I say I want to be in that porn. So as always, I want to sleep with that that person. Never mm-hmm. be in it. But um I don't know. They they approached me, and I was like, boom! that changed my mind instantly.
2: There you go. That's fascinating. You know, you never know what's going to happen in life. You know, this opportunity came around, and you were like, let me take advantage of that. Why not?
3: Yeah, exactly. I had just turned, um, well, not just, but I was 30, and uh, I, um, I'm always looking for a new adventure. Um, hence, I've traveled the world on tours and stuff like that, and I felt like this was
2: the perfect next adventure. I love it. Awesome. So let's talk about your name. I always feel like when a person joins the adult industry, they got to pick sort of like a the right name, a catchy name, a name that's easily associated with them and a name that uh, can connect with uh, their potential soon to be fan base. So how did you yeah. come up with your porn name? Um well, I did,
3: um, ask my closest group of friends to, um, like I had them over and we, you know, we watched some classic porn and drank and, you know, looked at people's names and just got inspired and, uh, and then started coming up with new ideas and names of ourselves and, uh, like, you know, we had a big board, we started writing a whole bunch of stuff on there, my favorites, their favorites, trying to put things together, Um, and it did come down to, like, a couple names, and, of course, since it's my, me, who has to use the name, I picked the final name of being Sky Knox, because I thought it was just really different and unique, which everyone always says, but uh, I just I just fell in love with Sky, especially my first name Scott.
2: That's uh, it's just really called to me. Yeah, I think it's pretty awesome, and uh, I think you made a great choice. I am kind of curious, though, why the two Y's? Uh, I did originally
3: just have one Y, um, and it was not until I was at my first see- scene. Where um, I had to write down my name and for some reason my mind At that moment decided to write two eyes and I just was like this this looks better This looks better. This is what it this is what it should be. So it was like a moment of Change right there on the spot. Because I didn't want to necessarily be
2: like the actual sky, mm-hmm. but a take on it. I like it. I think you made uh, the right choice by adding the extra wide. Also, it makes it unique, it makes it distinct, uh, it makes it mysterious. Uh, I yeah. like it. It also balances out the knocks because you have four letters and then four letters. That's awesome. Four and four, yeah. 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 Let's talk about that first day on set. What was that like for you? What was going on in your mind? Were you excited, nervous, scared, a mixture of all of the above? I uh, Well,
3: I definitely thought
2: I was going to be
3: super nervous. Like, I was like, oh my god, I don't know what to expect. Kind of like getting there, I kind of had, you know, butterflies and my heart was racing because it it was we filmed uh, just north of New York Um, so it was a trek for me to get there Um, but as soon as I got there like uh, I met my scene partner and the director and the photographer and everything and they were just such amazing people already and uh, I fit right in I um, I just got into the whole thing so fast. Um, the director, at the end of the day, was like shocked that this was my first scene. He, he he didn't believe me. He's like, "Let's look, let's Google your name. I'm pretty sure I'll find you." I was like, "You won't, you won't find anything." <laughs> so I went from thinking I was going to be extremely nervous to, bam, right in there, eager, excited, ready to. Make
2: porn. Very cool. It's nice that you had a great first experience. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It could have. uh,
3: It could have probably have been maybe in a bed, but it was. Well, there you go. (laughs) You know what I mean? I did go. Oh, I hope my first scene is going to be like in a bed. You know, something that I is going to be a little bit more comfortable. It was in. um, It was in a tent. It was in the tent, and it was like, you know, some parts of it. You know, some positions in a tent with a camera guy and lighting and all that stuff. It was a little cramped, but I still had fun.
2: Good. I like the sound of that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about the good and the bad, about being on set. What turns you on the most and what turns you off the most when you're on set?
3: So, um turns me... On So if, if the director needs me to be, boom. He calls for me, I need you to be hard right now for this blah, 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 whatever we're shooting. If you give me a, an ass to eat, bam. I eat that ass and I'm instantly hard, ready for you, for anything. So definitely a nice ass turns me on the most on set. Um, and then something on set that turns me off will be like distractions. Um, for example, a couple of weeks ago we were filming in just north of San Francisco and it was uh, we were filming in the bush and there was you know bugs and all sorts of things like buzzing around us and biting us. So it kind of takes away from what you need to do. Um, so distractions like that definitely ...are not good for me for a scene.
2: Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Let's break a porn scene down. In a scene, which do you enjoy the most? Giving or receiving oral? Uh, I would have to say giving. Um... I
3: definitely... ...enjoy sucking a nice, big, fat dick. Um... I'm, I'm really good at deep-throating so I like to show not only the, my scene partner but the director um, the deep-throating skills I have because they always then say do it more do it again do it again so they always appreciate
2: that in a scene as far as rimming which do you enjoy the most giving or receiving
3: I enjoy giving I guess I'm just a giver. (laughs) Um, Like I said before, um, if you need me to be extremely excited, extremely hard, an ass is how to do it. Um, I could rim a beautiful hole all day, every day. That is definitely my favorite thing when it comes to sex.
2: In a scene, which do you enjoy the most? Topping, bottoming, or flip-flopping? Uh, in a scene I
3: enjoy being the bottom um, I uh, it is definitely um, it's definitely hard to be the bottom um, as you have to go the whole day normally without eating <laughs> but I still enjoy it uh, I consider myself to be a very talented bottom so i uh i like to take all big dicks i like to do my dp scenes um and i have some more really great dp scenes coming up that it will be coming up i think
2: next month so uh those ones i'm really excited for That's awesome. We'll have to talk about double penetration in just a moment. Yeah. (laughs) But let's continue breaking a scene down. So, in a scene, what's your favorite sexual position, and does it differ from your favorite position off-camera?
3: It does differ. Um, In a scene, I like to be... I like riding. So... Um... Just where it's me kind of in control. Um, That way I can go at my own pace if I want to sit on it really hard and rough or if I want to slow it down a little bit and show the full shaft of the cock going in and out of my hole. Um, I can ride for a long time so the director also really appreciates that uh, because they can film and get all the angles they need to and I just, I just keep riding that dick until they tell me to stop. Um, but when it's in my personal life, I do, I do like missionary because I like to connect with the, the partner, uh, with my partner. And being able to look in their eyes is something I like to do um, so I can kiss them and really get into them.
2: And, of course, we know how a scene ends with the cum shot. In a scene, where is your favorite place to shoot your load and to take the load?
3: It For both, it's just it's all over the face and mouth. I like oh, okay. them to shoot on my face and mouth, and I like to shoot on their face and mouth. Because then afterwards, we can share that cum kiss, and I think... So many people really enjoy that
2: and i know i always do enjoy it (laughs) sky loves to make a mess and sky loves a glazed donut yes (laughs) that's too funny thus far in all of the work that you've done in the industry who has possessed the biggest dick that you've had to take on in a scene. And if it differs between sort of like length and girth, uh, you can split it up like that. Uh, It was, I filmed uh, um,
3: closer to the beginning of the year. I went to Barcelona to film for Tim Tales and uh, they had, given me one of my scenes with, his name is Eduardo Picasso. Yes. Um, and his dick is pretty much like my arm. <laughs> it is ridiculously big. It is 100% the biggest dick in gay porn right now, hands down. I don't know who's is bigger. Um, there's not, I'm pretty sure there's not. <laughs> it is not only is it the thickest, it's the longest. It was like something like I don't even remember, thirteen or fourteen inches,
2: uh, and and I took it like a pro. <sighs> and you did. That is very true. You survived, which <laughs> survived, is awesome. Yeah. You survived to tell the tale. Exactly. They even were like
3: oh, maybe next time you come, you can you can do a DT scene with him, Eduardo, and Tim. And I was like, um, I know I'm good, but that one, that's a challenge. Because <laughs> Tim is freaking huge, and Eduardo's, like, overly huge. But, you know, maybe, maybe if uh, later on in my career,
2: um, that could be a good challenge for me. There you go. Something to look forward to in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Who haven't you worked with in the industry that you are really interested in working with in the future? Who haven't you been paired up with yet that you're looking forward to hopefully getting paired up with in a scene very Uh, soon? So I actually actually just
3: messaged the office, um, and I have been waiting to have a scene with Topher DiMaggio.
2: Um,
3: He's, he's not only like stunning, his scenes, I've always, like I've watched his scenes, some like, even before I started, I was into him. Um, He's a great top and I want him to top me in um, a falcon, obviously for a falcon, Um, so I told them, Hopefully in the next couple months that they can cast us together. So I'm waiting for (laughs) Tover.
2: Who are some of the people in the industry, and this can be individuals in front of the camera or even behind the camera, that you look up to whose uh, career trajectory sort of serves as an inspiration for you and yours? Um, So, right now, I would have to say I look up to my fellow Falcon exclusives.
3: Um, They taught me so many things in this industry. Um, And if I ever need them or I have not only a question or a problem or something's wrong, even just in my personal life, they're always there um, and we... Are always there for each other. They they now feel comfortable coming to me with with issues or problems. Um, we, we we truly are like a small family, and um, even even with the directors, um, I work mostly with the uh, Tony for Falcon and Nick for Hot House. Um, those are the directors I work with the most, and both of them I. I message them all the time, and um, their life, their life, and my life, we share. We share everything now.
2: I like that. That's awesome. And let's discuss a little bit about how you became an exclusive, because, like we said earlier in the interview, you've been in the industry almost eight months, and you are already an exclusive for one of the biggest companies in uh, gay porn, the Falcon Studios Group. How did you connect with Falcon, and uh, how fast did they swoop in, and they were like, we want to make you an exclusive?
3: (laughs) So, um, uh, Austin Wolf actually, and I had been messaging on social media, and uh, he he thought I would be perfect for one of Nick Fox's, who's the hothouse director, one of his up-and-coming movies called Blindfolded. Um, And he was just asked, often was asking me if I would be into being blindfolded and having mysterious unknown guys to have sex with um, and stuff like that. And I said, of course, yeah, that sounds like it would be a great scene and I would love that to be one of my first Falcon shoots. And uh then I know, next thing I know, Nick Nick messages me and then the company messages me and then I go out and I film my two scenes for for Blindfolded. And while I was there, they asked me they then asked me to be part of Earthbound, which was the the big she 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 falcon blockbuster mm-hmm. of the year. Um so, next thing I know, I'm the lead in Earthbound uh, after just finishing... It was actually on my second scene for Falcon, and now I'm in their biggest movie of the year. Um, and so, it was on set for Earthbound, where Adam, uh, the VP, um, asked me if I would be interested in signing an exclusive contract with them. And... Um, and I, obviously they said, don't say anything now, go go back home, I'll send you a contract so you can see what it would be all about. I read the contract, we looked over the contract, and boom, I signed. I was so excited. I was in shock a little bit,
2: too. <laughs> That's amazing. Congratulations, man. Thank you. You're welcome. So, uh... In total, how long have you been an exclusive? And if you can share, how long is your exclusivity contract for? Um,
3: when did I sign it? I think I signed it sometime in April. I can't remember like the exact date. Uh, it was sometime in April, and they we we um we do year, so you you renew your contract um, after a year because, um, you know, things change um, or you might, uh, things in the contract might need to change or, you know, like travel arrangements or things like that. Um, so they do yearly contracts.
2: Awesome. It's funny how fate kind of works, but uh, the two interviews that I recorded prior to yours are with two of your co-stars oddly enough uh, sean zevron and uh, jason vario so it's weird how fate works in life
3: i love those boys Ooh. yeah those boys those boys are too sexy
2: <laughs> outstanding scene work with uh, you uh Fantastic, man, and I know that the Shans of Ron scene was something that uh, I think all of your fans and all of his fans were like waiting for with bated breath. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, the response of our
3: our scene, my scene with Sean, was wow. Like people, people loved it. They want more, huh. and I want more. I could, I could do a scene with Sean all the time we have such such good connection maybe it helps that we practice a little um, behind the camera
2: as well (laughs) well there you go yeah Yeah, he had to get to learn all of your ridges and crevices yeah exactly next time next time I'll have to uh, I'll have to top him that would be really good let's actually discuss this because I'm sure some of the listeners might be curious for like a bit more of a breakdown about that. So uh, for the most part in the scenes that you've done, uh, you have been predominantly the bottom in the scene. You have done some topping and verse work as well, but that has been uh, like the bottoming work has been, um, you know, if we're going to do percentages, I mean, that's the larger percentage. So will the listeners and your fans get the chance to see you topping or being verse a little bit more in the future? Is that something that you're interested in? Uh, Yes.
3: uh, Falcon knows I'm a fully verse performer. Um, They do, like you said, like casting me more as a bottom um, as yes, most there are a lot of bottoms, but there's just there's not a lot of good bottoms and power um, bottoms. They, exactly power. I I, just, I never I just don't use the word power bottom.
2: I would say if you feel that you're a little bit ver- more verse, I'm going to call you a power verse.
3: Power verse. There we go.
2: I, I like that. Yeah. Um,
3: so there are more topping scenes uh, coming. I actually just uh, topped Bo Banks. Um, and, oh that's uh, awesome yeah so uh that that ass, oof damn i uh, i just i couldn't stop they said cut and i did not stop <laughs> so uh there's definitely
2: many more top slash flip-flop scenes coming up that's definitely exciting to hear and let's talk a bit about your experience with double penetration on camera because i would venture to say that there's a greater percentage of our listeners and this isn't judging our listeners that uh, probably have never experienced double penetration period so the concept is uh... It, it can be very exciting or interesting or maybe even weird for them to hear so, can you go into what that's that was like to experience on film? And uh, I guess you sort of teased it before. Will the will there be some more double penetration in the future? Uh, yeah. Uh, so
3: uh, I think right now on film, I only have I think it's two DP scenes out, and they're both with cocky boys. Um, The first one was Jack Hunter and Brandon Jones, and the second one was Boomer Banks and Erad Winwin. Um, And uh, I actually enjoy DT scenes in my personal life. Um, uh, because, you know, two dicks are always better than one.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I've heard that nursery rhyme before.
3: <laughs> and uh, like you said, yeah, like a lot of, a lot of people actually don't get a uh, chance to, to, to try DP. Uh, it um, it's scares people, or a lot of people aren't interested in it, but some people aren't. Like, you try to find someone that is capable of doing it as well. Because um, it can be, it can be a challenge, um, especially for the tops, uh, because you know they both have to be
2: boom, super hard, ready to go, um, and, and coordinated, uh, in some co- fashion. Exactly, yeah. It's like it's uh, it's
3: like almost like a routine. Like you have to choreography. It just, it's choreography, exactly. It doesn't just boom happen like magic. You have to really want it.
2: What's that sensation um, like for you? Like, is it sort of like the thrill of being able to do it? Is it sort of like the um, the friction of like the two hard dicks like pumping inside of you? Like, what what do you find yeah. exciting about it?
3: It's it's definitely um, a combination of like all of the above. I love obviously having like just the one. The one cock in you, and then the the that feeling of your whole being stretched even more as that second cock enters, and it literally sends a full, like amazing orgasmic shiver through my whole body um, as I can feel my ass opening and allowing both these men to just be inside me um uh obviously after they're in and everything is good and everyone's comfortable then I love having them even slam me harder and making me feel like my whole body could just explode and come like so like the best orgasm of life
2: Well, there you go I think you've sold it to anyone out there that uh, might be curious to venture in that territory and your excitement right now because I I feel like you started pre-coming there for a moment um yes we Uh, need to rally listeners and uh we need to let Falcon Studios Group know that we need to see some DP action with Skynox uh well Well, uh, there will be, um, coming up soon,
3: um, a really hot, uh, uh, foursome I did. Um, and there'll be two sets of DPs that happen to me in that
2: scene. Yeah. Well, there you go, listeners. That's called a tease. And, uh, if you don't mind sharing, since you are teasing right now, who are you paired up with in the scene? Who's the foursome? Uh, Besides, I mean, well, obviously it's you. So who are the other three?
3: The other, th- the other three are Austin Wolf, um, Tyler Roberts, and again, Ed Edwin Wynn is just destined to only DPC. Yes. Uh,
2: that was yeah. that was written in the prophecy.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I did tell him. He was like, because he didn't actually know it was going to be a DPC, but when he-, when he got there, the director told him, and he's like, again, that's all I do with Sky. <laughs> so I did tell Edad we have to have a scene with just the two of us because oh, because he drives me crazy.
2: That is awesome. Very cool. We need to figure out a DP scene with you and Sean Zevron. Okay, yeah, that would I would totally be into that we'll make that happen maybe you yeah. sean zavron and micah brant or something like that
3: oh yeah woof that butt we can dp his butt
2: there you go then they can dp you and uh i don't know if you'll convince sean but maybe i don't think he's ever done a dp before on film i don't
3: think he's ever done one on film yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> personal life will be another story uh, i'll save that uh, as a question for him in a future interview
3: yeah yeah
2: all right so uh certainly a lot of fantastic and exciting things to uh look forward to in the future so continuing on in our journey Uh, Something that you mentioned earlier is the fact that you were a fan of the industry before entering it, and you had all of these sort of, like, just ideas and thoughts and fantasies about sleeping with some of your favorite performers. So, I'm curious to ask, how old were you when you saw a porn film for the very first time? Um, I was uh, about, like, nine or ten.
3: Um... And it was with my friends. Um, we were at my friend Michael's house. It was like you know, when you're young, you have know, those sleepovers, and uh, one of the kids just started turning on porn. And uh, I remember it was straight porn as well, <laughs> of course. And uh, we all we all just you know watched it. We didn't we didn't like touch ourselves or anything. But uh, I do remember being. You know, interested in it. And then, like, later on, I was, uh, when I was by myself, I then knew, of course, I didn't want to watch straight porn. I started looking up gay porn, and then ever since
2: then, you know, been watching porn. Well, there you go. And now you are a headliner, which is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about your scenes, uh, because uh, as I've alluded to several times in this interview, like the volume of work that has been coming out has been incredible, especially for a newcomer in the business. It seems as if uh, a lot of uh, studios prior to you becoming an exclusive with Falcon Studios Group really took a shine to you. And they were like, you know, we need to, you know, do as many scenes as we can with this guy. So, to pick your brain a little bit as your scenes have been coming out and as uh, like these big budgeted productions that you've been in have been coming out on dvd have you had the chance to watch your scenes are you the type of person that likes to watch his scenes or are you the type of person that sort of you know isn't really interested in seeing their scenes. Like, what goes into uh, sort of like your mindset as far as as the scenes have been coming out? Do, do you take a peek at them or not?
3: Uh, so I definitely, um, yeah, I definitely watch the scenes. I just like I don't watch the full scene. Um, you know, I'll skim, I'll skim through a scene just to see how it turned out. Um, you know, uh, I like. I like to see what, uh, like if they put, you, sometimes they put special effects in and stuff like that. I kind of want to see my um, tone and I like to see certain angles of um, how I'm being filmed. Just so, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, my leg looked really awkward. <laughs> I, but I would be the only person to know that. But like, you know, I'm like, no, I'm not gonna do that with my leg next time. thing. Um, and I feel like that's only because I am a dancer, and I critique my my whole body, obviously. So um, I definitely watch like parts of the scene just just so I can, you know, check it out and make sure everything's going well. The the scene I think I watched fully through. Um, the only scene I watched was the one with Brent Corgan. In Earthbound, just because, uh, you know, it's Brent Corgan. (laughs) Legendary. Yeah, I had to. I just had to watch that scene because I had, like, way too much fun filming it.
2: (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. You have been lucky enough to grace the covers of uh, productions as well. What was that like for you, especially as someone who was a fan of the industry period like prior to entering it and now all of a sudden by some weird you know just message from out of the blue all of a sudden you're in the industry so what was it like to see yourself or to know or to learn that you were going to cover a feature um i
3: like i definitely wasn't expecting to to start on the cover of a film right away. And my, exactly, my first two, I think my first two films, The Blindfolded and Earthbound, I was put on the cover of both.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: and um, And uh, I was, I like, I, as soon as I saw the cover, I called them, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe it, wow. Thank you so much. Um, and they, they said, we, we have faith in you. We, we want you to be with us for a long time. So we want to show you how much we, we like, love you and, and support you. And um, so being on, on the cover of these amazing films really means a lot to me.
2: I like that, man. Awesome. And, uh, definitely I can see more covers in the future for you. Um, I guess, yes, there's going to be many more covers. Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. Now it's time for the big question, Skynox, a question that I'm sure all of your hardcore fans might be curious to know. How much is Skynox packing? How big are you below the waist? Uh, my cock size is seven inches. And let's talk about the pop shot. I know that we discussed it earlier as far as your preferences, but I'm curious to ask you as far as preparing for a scene, do you do anything in particular to make sure that you have a decent cum shot in your scenes?
3: Um, I don't like, uh, I don't like do anything specific. Like I don't eat any, like some people eat certain things and stuff like that. Um, I probably the only thing I do is try not to come for like two mm. days before just so I can you know build up a bit um, but I will always just give um, a come shot like I have sometimes had to do scenes where I did like three scenes in a row one day off and then I did two scenes
2: after that so you know just happens really <laughs> it's a whole lot of come yeah at the start of the interview we talked about your life prior to the industry so this question is similar-ish in the same vein you know focusing on your life outside of the industry does your family know about your work in the business and if so how do they feel about it
3: uh, they currently do not know um, uh, what I am up to. Uh, they they believe I am a, well, I am still a dancer. I still teach and choreograph dance. Um, so I just, I only talk about that part of my life. If for some reason they either find out or I'm ready to tell them, um, they have supported me um, in everything I've done uh, or helped me in every kind of like struggle in life so they would they would at first I'm sure be like oh are you sure like if it like I know my mom would be like if it's money you need we'll give you money you know mom things but eventually you know they would they would be fine with it. They just would be like, just don't show me.
2: <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. In your opinion, are there any misconceptions or myths about adult stars that you would like to dispel? Um, I think I think still being so new,
3: I don't really, I don't really, uh, I don't really have any um, myths. So I I could probably share unless you can give me like an example of one I can try and but like at this there's not really like a, a myth that I know of.
2: Well, was there anything that you assumed about the industry prior to entering it that once you joined you were like, oh okay, it's it's not like how it I thought it would be, you know? Um, like maybe. Uh,
3: I think maybe maybe a lot of times people think um, porn stars are alcoholics or drug addicts, um, and of course, there's definitely been cases. Every everybody who follows the industry um, has seen some porn stars fall in that path, um, but it's definitely not all of us. Um, so. A lot of a lot of the other um, people in the industry, they're just like normal people. They have normal lives, and they don't party and drink and do drugs every day. Um, so, if maybe that that's the the myth.
2: Let's talk about romance and the industry. As a fresh face in the business, do you find it difficult? To uh, maintain a romantic relationship while working in the business is that something that you feel could become an issue Uh, or what's your take sort of on Uh, romance while working in porn so uh, well I haven't yet
3: been in a relationship since I've started Um, I have heard from others that it can be challenging Um, I can imagine there might be a lot of jealousy in a relationship Um, but um, as of right now I'm definitely very happy to be single uh, because there are there's too much fun to be had for me but when I am ready to be in a relationship and you know that could happen I could find someone next week um, I'm I'm not opposed to it. I would obviously have to find someone who would be comfortable with what I do, because most people I don't feel would be comfortable sharing. Um, uh, So that would definitely be a challenge. It's just finding someone who could accept me and everything that comes along with me.
2: How often do you work out, and uh, when a scene approaches, do you have to sort of watch what you eat to make sure that your physique is uh, at peakness uh, for the camera? Um, so I, I practically live in, live
3: at the gym. Uh, I am there most days, um, unless my body tells me, you should probably take a break today. <laughs> <laughs> um... I, uh, I, I like to keep my body strong and healthy, so that's exactly working out. Eating um, all appropriate, healthy foods, like I eat so much um, chicken, it's like too much sometimes. <laughs> and the uh, the scene is like, I just don't eat that much is what I do. Um, I, like, so, like, like especially, like, let's say the day before, um, I'll eat, like, hardly anything, and then so that the next day,
2: I'm ready for that scene. (laughs) To shave or not to shave, that is the question, and I'm talking about manscaping in general, but of course also hair down there.
3: uh I do not shave my like I like I trim definitely I trim um all around and stuff like that I am lucky enough to be mostly naturally smooth um so I really only have to do some minor trimming and cleaning um. But even even not down there even my, my chest or you know, back or anything I just have no hair um, so yes definitely just a
2: little bit of trimming in your opinion what part of your body is the sexiest and why I would have to say I take a lot of pride in my abs
3: um, I feel like, I not only work so hard to keep them all popping really hard, um, for, for me, it's kind of like my abs are like, you know, the cherry on top of a sundae.
2: They just add a little extra to my body. And on the flip side, in your opinion, what part of your body do you like the least and why?
3: Um, I actually try not looking at myself in a negative way. Um, so this uh this question I I uh I I consider anything like that negative. because uh, nobody is perfect and we all definitely have flaws, Uh we just we just don't need to bring them to the world. So I choose to I just choose to be happy with who I am.
2: I like that answer. Yeah. So, earlier in the interview, we discussed you and your sexual role on camera. In your personal life, how would you describe your sexual role? Would you also consider yourself to be more verse?
3: Uh, Yeah, I'm fully verse. uh, Like you said earlier, and I like that word now, the power verse.
2: Hell (laughs) yeah. Use it. Tweet Um, it. Hashtag it.
3: Hashtag it exactly uh, like I have different moods when it comes to sex um, Of course, I love bottoming and like like, you know, I'm, I'm taking huge cocks getting DP'd all of that um, and Of course, but there are other times where I like to be an aggressive top uh, It just comes out of me where I just need I just need to pound a tight hole and sort of, kind of make them my bitch.
2: <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. In your personal life, do you get into any kinds of fetishes?
3: Um, I have actually recently besides a DP. Getting... Besides DP, that's not that's not even fetish for me anymore.
2: Oh wow! Get it. <laughs>
3: Um but uh, I don't know if you know my friend uh his name is Teddy Torres. Yes. Um uh, he's in the industry as well. Uh he he lives really close to me. We I see him all the time and he is definitely huge into fetish. Um and he and I explore many different fetishes together. So he's he's teaching me more and more about uh, you know, either using something s- like simple fetishes like little toys because he has every single one or he ties me up doing bondage stuff or he has this really cool like electric device that he like hooks up to my cock and like sends me shocks and all sorts of things. So yeah, ha- like he has been the- showing me more and more um, different fetishes Um, and I have said yes to most of them so far there has been a couple where I have not let him I know he wants to do fisting with me and uh, I am currently not not ready for that (laughs) but
2: one day you never know I don't know if you've noticed this, but I think it's kind of awesome. There has been sort of like an invasion of Canadians in gay porn. I have, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's been kind of crazy and fun and awesome. Like, if you really think about it, within the past maybe year and a half to two years, or even less, like, the industry has had some, like, New additions, and they've all been really incredible performers from Canada. I mean, there's you, there's Teddy, as you mentioned, there's Carter Dane, there's uh, Ms. Squared, um, Manuel Sky, and uh, Mick Stallone, William Seed—just incredible performers from Canada. What the hell is going on? That's awesome.
3: Uh, yeah, they—they uh, they breed us differently. Yes, sexual dynamos. (laughs) Yeah.
2: yeah. That's too funny. Let's go back in time, Skynox. Speaking of Canada, how and when did you lose your virginity? I was
3: uh, in high school. It was my first year. I was in grade nine. And I had a crush on one of the seniors. And, uh, you know... I started hanging out with him more. Um, uh, you know, we look up to some of your seniors at school, and uh, then he got a, he had a crush on me. So, and then he, because he knew I had a crush on him, and then at one party, you know, had a few drinks, and he finally was like, "Let's do it," and I was like, "Okay." So, grade nine, high school.
2: Tell me something quirky about yourself that most people don't know. Something unique about Sky Um, I am obsessed with lotions.
3: Um, I like all types either. Different face lotion, eye creams, body lotions, uh, hair cream rinses. I have like a whole cabinet full of different kinds. Like if there's one a new kind of face cream or something that comes out i just buy it i don't know why i feel like i just want to keep my skin always like young smooth and youthful for life
2: (laughs) oh right now so listeners if the apocalypse ever happens and you would like some face cream head on over (laughs) to sky knocks he'll hook you up yeah exactly i have so much (laughs) that's amazing describe yourself in 10 words or less um, let, me, let me I have to use my fingers for this one
3: okay uh, um, I never hide who I am uh, I'm honest and
2: trustworthy that's awesome you made it into a sentence that means you're a very creative person I like it there we go As we start wrapping things up, I have this list of pop culture oriented questions uh, that are designed to allow the listeners and your fans and supporters to get to know some of your favorites. So the first question in the set is what are five of your most favorite television shows?
3: Uh, So if it's going to be like a show that I can always watch. Put on the background of cooking or anything it's going to be either friends and will and grace those are like my go-tos um if it's a good cry that i need <laughs> uh gray's anatomy because i'm pretty sure i've cried at every single episode uh and currently
2: i'm into grace and frankie and riverdale awesome choices who are four of your all-time favorite music artists? Uh, so, so mostly I like
3: female singers. Um, I know probably everyone's like so gay, <laughs> but I like Whitney, Beyonce, and Britney. Um, they just are always good. They'll always they they'll always be good. All of them, um, and then. Of course, I have I have one man in there, and he's it's Ricky Martin, because I
2: love me a hot Latino who can sing. <laughs> and Skynox knows how to shake his bonbon. Exactly. <laughs> what are three of your most favorite films? Um, My three favorite films
3: will be Tu Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar. Uh, showgirls and hocus pocus
2: oh my gosh that's amazing they're all fun (laughs) camp cult classics
3: Uh i could those like to me a movie that you you like needs to be a movie that you can put on and watch any day of the year and those movies i could watch any day of the year i've seen them all way too many times
2: probably nice Great choices. A muck, amuck, <laughs> Yes. What are two foods you can't live without? Uh, I cannot live without chicken and eggs. They are
3: my main source of protein for my
2: whole life. Like
3: I, I need I definitely need chicken and eggs every day.
2: And what is one of your guilty pleasures? Uh, It's like, it's going to be like a
3: tie. It'll be like a tie between candy slash eating ass. Okay. (laughs) It's going to be like, yeah, candy slash eating ass. Or if I could eat candy on an ass, even better.
2: Well, there you go. What's next for Sky Knox? What can the listeners and the fans that are tuning in right now expect from you in the very near future? Uh, well, like you all know that I am uh, a Falcon
3: exclusive, so I will be this whole next rest of the year. Uh, I will be filming many more um, films for mostly Falcon and Hot House. Um. Now, next week, I'm actually flying to Vegas for the next Hot House film. Um, we're doing uh, Scuff, the part two, um, and uh, so I'm excited to go see Nick Fox again. And uh, uh, I have a few few movies still waiting to come out. Uh, one of them being um, a Hunger Games theme. It's not a parody necessarily. Just like that's the inspiration behind it. That's when we were filming in the middle of the forest I was telling you about. Um, And then uh, I have uh, a few hosting events that um, are going to be coming up. I know Fire Island wants me to come out and host a party. They're just, just trying to decide when and uh, i may be dancing for uh san diego
2: matinee um if i'm not filming how can your fans reach you where can they find you on the web social media all of the goodies
3: uh i mostly use uh twitter um that's the number one place um to reach me and it's obviously Skynox is my Twitter. Uh, Secondly, I use Instagram. I love taking a good photo. Uh, I try and be creative with the photos I'm posting. Um, And uh, uh, that's, of course, again, just Skynox. And thirdly is my Facebook, uh, which I mostly use just kind of every once in a while um, as I kind of feel like facebook is like dying a bit <laughs> but uh so number one is twitter
2: awesome well this does bring us to the end of our interview is there anything that you would like to say to your fans and supporters that are tuning in
3: I uh, yeah, um i would just like to say hey guys um thank you so much for listening to this interview and for keeping up with all my adventures um I uh, I know a lot of of these these boys have uh, so many um, posts going on about that only fans uh, which I know a lot of you want me to start um, and I did promise you I will start it soon uh, I'm just not ready yet <laughs> but uh, keep following me on uh, my Twitter for all my updates on all my movies Um, if you ever want anything maybe specifically seen you know you can always message me and ask Um, but other than that I love you all so much and thank you for all your support
2: and I certainly want to thank you so much for the interview Sky of
3: course oh my god I had the best time wow
2: Awesome. That's great to hear. And definitely, definitely, the door is open for more. So whenever you want to come back, we'd love to have you on to sort of pick your brain on what you've been up to in the industry. It'd be great to sort of follow your career with uh, these interviews.
3: Yes, and I will for sure be putting on my social media, follow Papi Chulo,
2: follow Papi Chulo. Thank you. I appreciate it. And also, listeners, I would like to thank you so much for tuning into One-on-One with Poppy Chulo. Once again, here's our announcer to remind you on how you can interact with us.
1: Thank you for downloading One-on-One with Poppy Chulo. Here are a few helpful reminders. For more information on on One-on-One with Poppy Chulo, visit poppychularadio.com slash afterdark. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. Follow Poppy Chulo on Twitter at twitter.com slash poppychulo one-on-one. That's at Poppy Chulo. The number one. The word on. And the number one. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash radio. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula radio team as an on air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Back to you, Poppy Chulo.
2: Thanks, announcer. And with that, Sky Knox and I would like to wish you and yours a wonderful night. Good night, listeners. Goodbye, guys.
0: Thanks for listening to One-on-One with Poppy Chulo. To contact us with any of your questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns, email us at contact at poppychuloradio.com or leave us a voicemail at 305-515-8620. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash poppychuloradio and like us on Facebook by visiting facebook.com slash poppychuloradio. Be sure to listen again next week as we continue to showcase exclusive interviews with some of the adult industry's most popular male performers. This is Ben Patrick Johnson saying good night and have a wonderful week.